going, everybody? This is Ed Clay. I'm here with Melanie Sinclair. Hello. And we are Freedom Cartel. It's been a crazy week in the United States with many scary, unconstitutional, egotistical, psychotic things going on uh, by our president. Our Constitution is under attack. Our Second Amendment is under attack. And under attack, and I, I think that uh, we are seeing a another time, a scary time here in America. Melly, what's your thoughts on what has happened the last week? Well, let me put it just in short, simple terms. I don't want to get too long-winded on this, but I do believe without the Second Amendment, you cannot defend the first. So, in short, without the the guns to back up your thoughts, your constitution doesn't mean a damn thing. And, you know, I've told you this time and, and over again, we've had many conversations regarding this. I do believe that we have an influx of immigrants in this country into our voting booths that have no loyalty to the Constitution. And what we have is a bunch of redcoats uh, in our country, and it really comes down to a cultural difference. It's a modern day versus old day. And my family, on both sides of my family, are, are very, you know, all the way back to the founding of this country. So my roots are, are, are really deep immigrant-wise in this country. But I think that, that you know, we have our, our, our guns being sought after because we have a group of people in this country that find that the government is not only the, you know, their, their nanny state, but, you know, they, they, they know what's best for this country. And I think that's where we are with this gun debate. You got to either believe that we are, you know, okay with where we are as far as Second Amendment and be okay with guns, or you're not. And right now, <clears throat> the the megaphone that is in the the mainstream media is against Second Amendment. So, really, it's. You know, we're we're outnumbered at this point, and I see that, and it's it's a crying shame. Um, what do you think? I mean, I I I just think that the, we have what we're going about this whole immigration thing the wrong way is saturating our voting booths with people who feel that the government is their best friend. Most of those people are not paying taxes. I can I'd stake my life on it. So. With that, these people are going to support whatever the government decides that is good for the country because it's good for those people's wallets as long as they, you know, on Uncle Sam's plantation, as long as you do what the slave is told, all will be well, right? Oh, um, in theory, in theory, I... I I'm more concerned now than I think I've ever been, ever been, but, you know, this could be just a bad feeling, and I could be wrong. Uh, there, there is that possibility, although I don't think it's a probability that I'm completely wrong on this. I think that it's a probability, actually, that they're going to go, uh, you know, ban, or they're going to attempt to ban assault rifles. I think that what Obama presents is going to be so far to the left of anything that we could even imagine. I don't think that he's going to go for a light ban. I think that he's going to go for a huge ban, realizing that it's going to be so extreme, he's going to try to settle in the middle of his deal, which is still to the left of freedom, uh, what we want. I think he's going to ask for a assault rifle ban. I think he's going to ask us to turn them in. Can I add into that mm -hmm. that we're not going to see the real Obama until after 2014? 
there's a midterm election that has to happen in this country where six Democrats, I mean, I don't know if that's spread out between Senate and Congress, we have an election coming up. And there are six huge seats that are up for grabs on that. And those are evidently very vital pieces on whether we fall towards you know, states' rights, individual rights versus federalism. So go ahead. I just wanted to add that in. I mean, I, I, I think we haven't seen what Obama can do. And we're not going to see it until after those elections. Well, I think that's that's uh, that's partly true. I think that we have seen some of what Obama can do. He he forced the health care bill down our throat. I think that we've seen uh, that he could win a reelection, which uh, you know, which is pretty uh, pr- pretty amazing. I, mean, so, <laughs> I never so, yes. thought he could get elected the first go around. Yeah, we've, we, we, we've seen what Obama can do, and and he has held back um, from his views. He has not. Uh, he has not acted on what he believes in. We don't know the real Obama. You yet. got it. Well, I think that we do know the real Obama. I mean, I, I do. I, I definitely You're, think you see a precursor to it. But well, I mean, once we, these elections are over, these midterm elections, he's going to go. He's going to go nuts. he can't be reelected anyway. Well, all this, all all of the rules of radical type ideas from that book. I mean, you, you got to look at Obama's playbook, and it goes down to to rules for rad- radicals and his community organizing and the reality is guys the the, the libertarians out there and then the the republicans and I, I i think the republican party had a lot to do with the situation that we're in because the republican party acted like they were uh, conservative and the, the party of small government the party Cenos. exactly conservative. conservative and name only exactly so you have you had the Republican Party who uh, sold this horrible nominee in Mitt Romney. Oh a nominee God. Bush. Well, but let's look at look let's, let's look at look Mitt look Romney at this time. You have Mitt Romney who could have run just as easily as a Democrat for president. <laughs> yeah, he could have. He could have he could have, he he could, he could have ran on his record as as a Democrat, as a, so as a right. good businessman Democrat. And the Democratic Party probably would have rallied around him partly too. Yeah, right. They would have. And um, you know, but but they they gave us him. Rince Priebus with the GOP, the Re- Republican National Committee. He gave us. They gave us Mitt Romney. The Republican Party did not want Mitt Romney. The true conservatives, the one that actually understand what the Republican Party stands for, none of them wanted Mitt Romney. You sold a bill of goods to the Republicans who don't know anything about the system, the Republicans that, that just vote because they see an R beside somebody's name, that just vote because Fox News says this is the best nominee and everybody says this is the, this is the guy that's in charge, this is the guy that's winning. That's who they gave us. They gave us Mitt Romney who, who Romney care or who Obamacare based his health care program off of, who has said in the past that he wants assault weapons banned, who has, who has said that he is for big government, whose whose actions are despicable for any true conservative. But that's who we got as the Republican nominee. And now we're looking, and the Republican Party is looking like, what happened? Oh, it was the Tea Party. It was the ones that were to the right that caused this. No, it had nothing to do with the Tea Party. It had nothing to do. It, it, it happened. It, it had to do with the fact that they lost their way. They they forgot what it meant to be conservative. They they forgot what it meant to be Republican. Small government. We want small. Go- we we don't want big government. Romney supported TARP. He supported the bailouts. I mean, Romney was not was a horrible nominee. And now they're wondering what happened. Why we're in this situation. Ron Paul is the godfather of the Tea Party, and it was the conservative side, the Republican neocon senos that came in and took over and said, we are the godfather of the Tea Party. And that's where people get lost. They don't understand that the Tea Party originally represents Ron Paul. Hmm. But it's not only until after you know Romney and his neocons jump in and say, no, we are the Tea Party and all these people we represent. And that's 
that's what we have divide in the Republican Party. I think the majority of the Republican Party are really tired of this monarchy, this uh, you know uh, neocon. Um, we're going we we're going to tell Ron Paul um, that he doesn't really have a seat at the table, but we're going to let him appear on camera, even though we frisked his ass at the Republican convention and put him through torture and hell. We're going to give him his two seconds on camera to appease those who actually know what in the hell is going on. And that's kind of the way that I think that these neocons are operating. I do believe that I think that the neocons don't really fully understand. I think they're confused. Uh, can we say it's a disease that they don't understand, you know, as far as our constitutional rights? If, if they remotely think the NDAA or the Patriot Act is an okay piece of legislation, I have a problem automatically with that person period i mean i would rather live with a thousand muslim terrorists on my block than one federal government that is terrorizing the world and well you know that um they're screaming democracy I, i heard i heard uh on the i forget what station it was the other day it was cnn they were talking about the, the gun polls and oh America is finally the polls are all finally showing that they want to ban these assault weapons assault rifles and you look at what they want with the ban you're looking at about 52% of the population I think it said that that was in support of this but I didn't know I mean what people don't realize is we aren't a democracy so that 52% is not supposed to be able to knock out one of our bill of rights I mean, it has nothing to... So so, so what if 52% wanted to do that? So what if 55% wanted to do that? And, uh, you know, it's something that, that we have to legitimately look at uh, and, and see that you can't knock out a right just because you don't agree with it. Just because 52% of the supposedly 52% of the American population... Uh, believes in that just because of that doesn't mean that they should be able to knock it out well I think that the deal is is that they the American people have been sold a bill of goods it's no more uh, better uh, it's no better than Hitler uh, rewriting history they're told that we are a democracy they don't know any difference and a democracy is a complete totally different uh, beast than a republic and I think that that's where we have the breakdown in communication uh, you know uh, a democracy is when somebody robs a bank and ten people show up with a noose on horseback and they find you and they string it up on in the tree and those ten people turn around and say hell yeah we're gonna hang your ass and they hang your ass a free republic is when a sheriff steps in and says wait a minute you don't know whether this guy did it or not you as a government need to back off you have just now overstepped you it's it's innocent this is what it boils down to innocent until proven guilty versus guilty until proven innocent how many people in youtube probably with your past rebel without a cause history should know anything or a lot about you know as far as you are guilty until you're proven innocent am i right i mean they'll slap you in jail and you'll sit in there not in your case but in a lot of people's cases for a couple years before they even get the first trial to say whether they actually even belong being held up i mean i you know i Definitely, you know, feel full. I feel like people should be punished for their, you know, their bad deeds. But at the same time, you can't lock up people. You're innocent until you're proven guilty. That's the difference. Repub- as far as like libertarian, you are innocent until proven guilty, and the government needs to step aside. And I, I, you know, and that's what you have to do. This is sacrifice that you make in order to have a free republic. It, it just is. Well, but we, we don't have a free republic anymore, so we, we don't, you know, the, the, the well, sacrifices, no, I, I think it's all, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that we are definitely the minority now. 
the liberals are, are, are really scaring me right now. Guys like Chuck Schumer, who likened the NRA to a bunch of Nazis. Or gun owners, right? It wasn't. It was, it was gun owners. Too. No, it was just gun owners as a. Uh, how did they say it? Not a terrorist group, but basically a, a right-wing neo-Nazi group. I thought it was. No, they it had no. That's not what it was. I'll, I'll look for it and see if I can find the article. But it was like a fringe group. Fringe group. That's what they called it. And you know, maybe to him we are a fringe group. But the attacks. I've never seen anything like the attacks. Bob Schaefer, CBS News. Uh, he's the one that likened uh, the NRA uh, to Nazis, and, and and like somehow we're Nazis for uh, believing in the Second Amendment. Um, a lot of the mainstream media, I mean, obviously the the mainstream media has has been having a field day with this Second Amendment stuff because they don't want us to have a, a Second Amendment. I mean, when the NRA came out with the ad for the for uh, you know that had Obama's children, they're like, oh my God. It's so hard. I mean, Morning Joe, the guy from Morning Joe and, and who his uh, female uh, colleague there, they were like, oh, my God, I can't believe that somebody would do that. What is wrong with these people? That's disgusting. I'm thinking the political correctness. Here is here. Here are two people from the mainstream media dogging, calling it disgusting and despicable. A commercial that wasn't wasn't bad about the Obama show. It had nothing to really do with the Obama children, and in, 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 as far as putting them down, it has to do with the hypocrisy that Obama would have armed guards guarding his children, and other people in the media and other politicians have armed guards guarding their children. Why shouldn't you have somebody guarding your children too? That's all they were saying. They weren't saying anything bad about the Obama people. And the, and the media just spun the whole thing into some disgusting, despicable idea because the truth hurts. They all have armed guards at their children's schools. There's no doubt about that. So so they, they go and say, oh, we have to protect the children. That's off, off limits. No, no. How is that despicable? When you can go watch a movie and watch a hundred people blown away and their heads blown off and all this despicable stuff that's on uh, you know, in the movies right now, all the despicable stuff that's on the video games right now. Now, that's despicable. But just showing the hypocrisy of our president and our politicians and our news media and the fact that their children have armed guards at their school, that is despicable that they're even saying it's despicable. It's like there's an obvious problem right now, and nobody wants to say it in the mainstream. They're all afraid. They all say, oh, we're fringe right wing. Oh, we're yes, this, we're that. No, no, no. We are, we, are, we are the normal American citizens that are fed up with the lies. We're fed up with the BS. We're fed up with the, the stuff that's been the propaganda that's being spit out on the mainstream news, giving it to people that have no idea about what's really going on. But guess what? The people realize and they know they've been lied to. They've been lied to by the Democratic Party. They've been lied to by the Republican Party. They've been lied to by the liberal media. It's coming out now because the liberal media is giddy over Obama. The CNN reporter from the inauguration was talking about, how, oh, this is so, such an exciting time. All, all this stuff. You're not supposed to act like that when you're a journalist. Are you kidding me? That's despicable. They're despicable. Can I give you a quote from Mao? Sure. All political power comes from the barrel of a gun. The Communist Party must command all the guns. That way, no guns can ever be used to command the party. Yeah. Mao, 1938. And I'm starting to see a lot of similarity between Obama and Mao. Now, quite frankly, I mean... It, uh, between us Republicans, I'm not seeing much difference between George Bush and Mao with the Patriot Act and the NDAA. Well, Mao murdered 80 million people. Well, how many? Okay, well, well that, that's there's, a There's a huge difference. That is, there is a huge difference in that. But how many have we killed in these foreign wars, you know, with drones and, oh. and, and, and whatnot? I mean, maybe million. not be 80 million, but it's at least a couple of million. Are oh. we that much better? A couple of million in the last 20 years. Are we that much better? Um, no. I think that we're going towards... towards uh, Mal. We're absolutely going towards Mal. You know, and, and people can say, oh, well, you don't know that it's Obama. You don't know... You, they're exactly right. 
I don't know that it's Obama. And I think that anyone who says they know that here, here's here's what you have to realize. And this is this is my point. We don't know that Obama is a violent tyrant towards the American people. And here's how we don't know that. Because if we really knew any real American would go take out the president if we knew that. And we don't know that. There's no way to know that Obama truly is. But you can't have those kind of thoughts because then you are, you know, labeled just like the little girl with the bubblegum gun from Hello Kitty that got kicked out of school for, you know, wanting to play, you know, bubblegum guns, Hello Kitty style. Right. Well, know, but what, what I'm saying is you can, you can have that view. Absolutely. Uh, but the reality is nobody knows that he is a tyrant. If they did, they would actually do something about something real about it. If you knew this was happening, you would do something real about it. It's all speculation. And, and, and the reality is as soon as the fact is they're trying to take the guns now. They're trying to disarm us, and that's where you have to draw the line in the sand because we don't know. You're right. We don't know that Obama is a tyrant and is going to turn out like Mao and going to kill a bunch of people. I'd be lying if I said I knew that. But if he goes to take the guns, what if he is? What if Obama really is that? And you can say, oh, well, well you know, that would never happen in America. Well, the Chinese said that would never happen in China. Right? Hitler, the people in Germany and all over there. That would never happen over there. Stalin. Shoot, this happened in... Mussolini. Our, our parents, I don't know about your parents, my parents were born dur- you know, f- during World War II. I mean, you're not talking about but a generation away f- from you know, seeing enslaving the people. And you would think with most of these people that it happened you know, in, in caveman days. I mean, we're not talking, but you know, not too long ago. Uh, that this has happened, and so I think that people their their sense of reality is is um, no thanks to Hollywood. I think that people's sense of reality is not reality. <clears throat> and then you go turn around and look at somebody like Clinton who was accused of being wag the dog. You know, written by you know his his whole policy, his whole administration, written by you know Steven Spielberg or you know. It's amazing the the picture that the government has the power to paint as though if it is some sort of famous artist like, you know, um, name one. <laughs> I mean, there's so many famous artists, you would think our government is on the same level with these people. But if you were to question it, then you start getting into conspiracy theory. Don't question the government or otherwise you're on that fringe group. You're in that... You know, you're in that uh, realm, and I think that's where it becomes very dangerous for people that they stop questioning the government. Once they think the government is their friend, they're they're bought. They're on Uncle Sam's plantation. They're on it forever, and I think that that's where we have our problem. Well, the, the reality is, people have to look at government for what it is. Government is a monopoly of force and power, a monopoly of violence. They have a complete monopoly uh, over using force for control. And that's why we have the checks and balances. They realize that you know the government can be a monster. Government murders, government murdering their own people, rather, is the number one cause of death uh, in the 1900s. Uh, non-natural causes of death. It was government murders, democide. Number one cause of death. So, yeah, you, you have to look at those things, and it has happened again. And the, the, the fact that these politicians are saying, oh, you don't need to worry about that. That would never happen here. Uh, it's absurd and ludicrous. The irony of those who are calling for gun control are those who want the guns so they can have the control. That's what you're saying. And that's it. You got to you got to question why they want the control of the guns. And of course, this country, what's made is the most awesomest country. Um, you know, the the only constitution that has been successful to a certain extent has been the Constitution of the United States. 
And when you have, and I don't care what form it comes in. I don't care if it comes in the Bush form or the Obama form. I don't care if it's black, white, yellow, green. I, I really don't care as long as they're protecting our Constitution. This is not what we're getting. We didn't get it in the last presidency. And we certainly didn't aren't getting it in this president. Well, and and I think it goes back to the morality of the people. I mean, the the fact is that you know there there were people that voted Obama in. You know, they voted Obama the the I don't know, I don't like to say he's for sure a tyrant, but the the tyrannical acting president in. I mean, making. He's not the first president though, that's, that's made executive orders. That's that's the thing. What? You know, people have to understand the history. Uh, you know, Bill Clinton also made executive orders against firearms. Obviously, George Bush made a ton of executive orders. They weren't necessarily firearm related. But you know, the, the executive orders aren't something that's new. It's a scary power though that the president has because he's able to make law or to change law out of you know whenever he sees fit, which is what a dictator would do, which is what a you know tyrant would do. Um, right now, you know, we're, we're in such a scary time because I don't think there's ever been a time in America where as many people thought that he could be, uh, a tyrant, that he could, uh, you know, go in and murder people, that he could go in and wipe out a, a group of the population. And, and I don't think that, and here's, here's what I'm seeing here. Here's the, the cell that I think he's making to the American people. He has the liberal media demonizing gun owners. He has, he's calling us fringe groups, neo-Nazis, all of these different things. So what he's trying to do is, is get a... Divide. Yes, he's trying to... Divide and conquer. Yeah, he's trying to... Um, I had the thought. I'm sorry. Uh, he's trying to get a, a group of people... Uh, with similar views. Labeled. <laughs> Thank you. Labeled. I had it in my head. He's trying to get a group of people that were uh, labeled so that the rest of the population will actually hate them. He's trying to put them down. He's trying to uh, make them out to be something that's evil or a danger to the rest of society. But the reality is that those group of people aren't a danger. They're working uh, Americans. They're working every single day. They're not... Uh, collecting the unemployment they're not collecting the welfare they're not living off the government they believe in the idea of the united states of america which says that individual rights are protected by the constitution not group rights not collective rights individual rights uh and so by doing this he's trying to make the the country he's trying to sell to the country uh this idea that we are we are something that we're not but here's here's what's happening by doing that, I don't think that they estimated the amount of pushback they would get from us. Bill Clinton mentioned a couple of days ago that he said, you know, don't uh, look down your nose at these gun people. He's like, they live in a very different culture than you do. Uh, and I know because I grew up with a lot of those people. It's not what they think. No. They, they it, think that, that we're very on. small and un uneducated. No, we are large. We stay quiet and we mind our own business because we understand that's what it's meant. That's what to be an American, American, right? We mind our own business. We don't go out there and get involved in all this crap. We have our Second Amendment to protect us and to rise up if ever we need to against a tyrannical government. That's when the silencing <coughs> will happen. That's why that instead of being obnoxious like the left wing that want gun control and government control over every aspect of people's lives they're sitting there just yak 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 in the in the president's ear and yak 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 in all the congress and senate those are the people this is the greasy wheel that gets the the grease and that's why we're heading towards this way but i do believe that when it comes down to push or shove, I, I do believe that they are underestimating the size of American gun owners. Well, if if you look at just, you know, if you look at ten percent of the population would be about thirty million people. Uh, I I would I'd be willing to bet that there would be a good ten percent of America that would fight back. So they would be having to fight against thirty million gun owners. Um. And those 30 million, and, and you have to believe that the rest of the 90% of Americans, just because they're not resisting with arms, 
they would be not happy. I mean, you're looking at 11,500 or so gun murders a year. And then if we have a civil war with 30 million Americans fighting against the United States government, uh, or the tyrannical government, that's not even, I don't even want to call them the United States government because they wouldn't be. They wouldn't be representing the United States. They'd be representing a... We're a, fighting to get back to what Exactly. Right. Yeah, you'd be, you'd be fighting to get the United States back. We would be on the side of, 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 of the, the United patriot. States. Exactly. So 30 million people, you better believe that all the people, even most liberals that were... Uh, for this stuff, realize that this is a monster that they created. I mean, it would just create chaos in America. America would be, I mean, it, it wouldn't, it, it wouldn't be a good thing. So, I, you know, they underestimated uh, the impact. Rasmussen did a poll last week, uh, and I was thrilled to see this. Sixty-five percent of American citizens uh, said that the reason that we have our Second Amendment is to rise up against the tyrannical government, is to protect us against tyranny. The founders said, hey, you're not going to need your Second Amendment until they come to try to take it. Uh, this has been written over and over again. We've been warned against over and over again that this could happen. You're going to have my gun when you pry it from a cold, dead fingers. There you go. That's exactly right. And that's that's what would happen. Now, please come knock on our door. <clears throat> what do you do? Well, I think the, I mean, I think the, the answer is pretty obvious. Well, they'll plant something on you. They'll destroy your reputation, whether it's true or not. They'll slick it out there in the in the in the media, and you'll be convicted via your peers, via media. Yeah, but not if there's 30 million people. What, what are they going to do? Are they going to be able to to put 30 million people in prison at once? No, but you're looking at 30 million out of 311. It's a lot. 30 million is a lot. It is a lot, but it's not 311. You're looking at 30 million off of that. You're looking at three quarters the amount of people that are ready to persecute and prosecute your ass. If you're saying that 30 million represent what we represent, oh but, no, 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 but, yeah, but, but they're I, armed. There's a difference. Yeah, when you that. missed, yeah, you missed the, the point of it. 30 million are armed, ready to fight. Right. You have um, the rest of those population just because we're just because there's 10 percent that will fight doesn't mean that there's not another 40 or 50 percent that support. Uh, the cause. And how many left-wingers do you think when a war breaks out that they're not going to be hiding behind a gun? Oh my gosh, the left-wingers are going how to How many lose have their defects or uh, not defects, uh, what do you tell them when they when they defect, they they run, you know, with the political party that's in power? I mean, a lot of this one thing about those left-wingers. I mean, you know, they say they're one thing, but when push comes to shove, I guarantee you they're going to be hiding behind your gun. You know? Oh, absolutely. They're going to ask for help. Cowards. And, uh, but you know what? If a left-winger needed help, I mean, uh, they're Americans. I don't know. You're more man than me because I, quite frankly, I feel like I should put one foot on their back and push them out my front door. I don't, I've really gotten to the point where I have no empathy or sympathy, and if these people die out, and, you know, that maybe that, that will, you know, save our, our country. I, not that I'm promoting any sort of violence towards these people at all. I don't think that's the, the, you know, the point of the argument. But I do believe that the point of the argument is is that they have no umbrella of safety with me. I, and I have said that to my, you know, family and friends. I mean, there's a time in a country's existence and now is the time that you need to choose where you stand because just like the civil war you know it will be brother against brother sister against sister and it will be friend against friend and you have to know where you you know draw the line and i have made that very abundantly clear to pretty much everybody that pretty much knows me to you know to a good extent they know where they stand with me on that i, I have no i have no mercy well, here's, here's an interesting uh, thing that just came out. Charlie Rangel, who is a congressman from New York. Um, the headline is, uh, well, Rangel blames white Southerners for gun violence. Of course they do. Southern area cultures, uh, Southern areas have cultures we have to overcome. And uh, it goes on to talk about the, the fact that it's the, the uh, Southern white man uh, that is causing the problem and that is blocking progress in controlling gun crime. And it's interesting because, as the article points out, 52.2% of homicides in America are committed by blacks, uh, 18 to 49, uh, which comprise only 3% of America's population. So you have 52.2% of gun crimes 
happening or being caused by African Americans. And not that I have anything against African Americans. I'm not saying we need to go stop. Uh, you know, we, we need to go have more con- gun control, or we should. You know what this? You know what those statistics say? I mean, quite frankly, let's just be realistic. That that we shouldn't let blacks have guns. Well, that's the thing is that that's the, what it's saying. Maybe maybe, first, we should, maybe we should ban guns for blacks. The first form of gun control was to prevent blacks from having guns. Yes, that was 1868. And so the, the premises and the KKK lobbied that, for that. That's right. There you go. That's the, that's the premises. That's the very founding of gun control in this country was prevent the black man from owning a gun to defend itself from its government government as well as from its um masters shall we say so all these democrats that run around saying they want gun control and i'm the black guy white man holding me down they got their lesson wrong and how they get it wrong because they're all going to public school and listening to what the government has to say as opposed to questioning and looking into you know conspiratorial i hate to go there but it gives you that balance you know it gives you a soundboard that you can sound your logic off against to see where you kind of you know fall in the in, in the cards well, but anyway if, if you think about that logic too i mean i'd like to see what the what the statistics are behind the uh, hispanic population how many minorities and maybe tim you could look this up i've already looked how many up. minorities are committing these violent gun gun crimes i don't know about violent come uh, come crimes <laughs> gun crimes i don't know about those but i will say that right now the blacks and the hispanics have the well the blacks by way more than the hispanics there are more blacks incarcerated in federal prisons uh, the next in line would be hispanics so you got blacks, Hispanics, but and, and the only reason why I know this is because I was trying to look how many Muslims are in prison, and it suggested that there were more Muslims in prison than there are in American citizenship in America, which was, I so there are more people, in, more Muslims incarcerated than there are civilians. That doesn't make sense. We'll have to look look it up in detail, but the reality is behind this. I mean, if if 52.2% of uh, gun crimes are committed by African Americans, which only you know take up 3% of the population, and then you look at the rest, and Tim's going to find the, the gun statistics, maybe, hopefully, if he can, by, uh, by demographic or by uh, race, wouldn't that be, wouldn't a better argument be like, you know, we should make guns illegal for uh, blacks and Hispanics or minorities? I mean, what, what about that? Now, but I know you're not allowed a, to discriminate. But that's the thing. You're not allowed to discriminate, Okay, right? okay. I agree with that. That would be a horrible idea to make guns illegal for blacks and Hispanics. But then why are we being persecuted here as whites? Why does the white man get blamed by all these liberal nut jobs? And let me just say this. Those <laughs> liberal nut jobs always blame the white man. The liberal media always blaming the, the southerner. The liberal media spitting out this hate, this constitutional hate uh, to the American people. We don't cause the problem. We like our guns, and we're not hurting anybody. 75% of this gun violence is done by gangs. That's about 2,500 uh, non-gang-related gun deaths a year. That's not a whole lot, considering we have over 300 million guns in the country. The law-abiding citizens of America, the white law-abiding citizens of America need our guns to protect themselves against the black and the Hispanic Americans. That's the reality. Now, am I racist by any means? No. Do I do I have a, a problem with African Americans or Hispanics? No. Some of them are my very best friends and business partners. I love them. I would die for them. I would do anything for them. But the reality is, if you want to look at the numbers, white man needs to protect themselves against these black and Hispanic thugs. And the police aren't doing it, and the government isn't doing it. So the reality is the truth hurts. No, the, the, the truth here. hurts. We need our guns to protect ourselves against the black and the Hispanics out there. No doubt about it. That's why we need our guns. They're the crazy ones killing each other right now. They're the crazy ones that are blowing each other up and, and shooting each other up in these gang gang wars over nothing. They're the crazy ones that are having all these babies and that are filling up our, our entitlement programs and the welfare and the food stamps. They're the ones causing the problems, and their politicians are telling us it's our problem. 
No, no, it's their problem. We need our guns to protect ourselves against the blacks and the Hispanics. And why don't you do your research and see what I'm saying, and it's true. Now, does this mean I need to watch myself against law-abiding blacks? No, no, if, if a, if a African-American black person comes up to me and talks, like, not a problem at all. They're my brothers. I would do anything for them. But the reality is, if you want to look at the numbers and you want to go blame the, the white Southerner like me, you want to go call me out on national TV. I'm calling you. Truth hurts. It's the black and the Hispanic population that's causing all these this gun violence in America. And let's just let, let's let's have that debate. Let's break the numbers yeah, down but, and see but, where the problem is. And if you want to call out the the white son, Bill Clinton warned you against saying stupid stuff like that. Because if you don't think we're going to fight back, if you got if you come confiscate, you are wrong, and there will be millions of Americans die because of this. You guys are going to slaughter millions of Americans. I promise you that it will happen. You have no idea what you're going to unleash if you try this confiscation crap. And don't be blaming the white Southern when it's the blacks and the Hispanics that are causing this problem. Let's just be realistic about it. Genocide. It is that. They have and, genocide going on in their culture. And, and, and we need to do something about it. If you, if you want to change things, let's change the, the drug war, which is obviously racist against the blacks and the Hispanics, considering the amount of blacks in prison right now for bogus drug crimes. Let's let's go fix that. Let's talk about the prison industrial complex that is paying basically for these people to be in prison. The crazy war on drugs that has mandatory minimums that's sending African Americans away for way too long, not having proper programs for them when they are released from prison. Those are the problems, not the southern white man. Amen. Absolutely. Hallelujah. Well, you know, I, that's um, a very good point. It's blame the the white boy day. I mean, it's the Stupid. the white the white man has caused all the problems as opposed to any of the other cultures standing up and and taking ownership in the their own independence and their own rights is it's somebody else taking it away well god forbid and let's look at look let's look at this Let, let's say that this gets out what i just said and it hits it hits mainstream media what do you think they're going to be saying they're going to be called a racist a this and that when this idiot and you have more black friends than that than most people white people i know oh my so. gosh absolutely this idiot here is blaming southern the southern white man he just blamed me on national tv he just said that I'm the problem when I'm not causing the problem. His people are causing the problem. It's him. It's his people. It's not me. So, so don't put it on the Southern white man. I'm tired of this. They're, they're going to make this whole thing rise up and explode. This because when, when people hear this kind of stuff, they get as irate as I do. Because I've given and given and given. I've always tried to be good. I've always tried to help people. I try not to... I'm not racist at all. Are you kidding me? I would die for my friends. I would die for my black friends. I would die for my Hispanic friends. But I'm not going to be blamed for a a sect of the population that's causing the problem when it has nothing to do with me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's the way that the Democrat Party is dividing this nation. They're trying to lump those of us who are pro-gun into the same sort of category as the Timothy McVeighs and the the weirdos in this country. So, you know, as long as the populace allows that to continue to happen, uh, this is the sort of piece that we're going to have to deal with. I mean, it, it, there's there's no way around it. There's no way of avoiding it. Well, you know, you were talking about the labels, and this isn't the first time in history that a group of the population was labeled through false media. Right after the Civil War, the South started passing laws uh, making vagrancy and unemployment against the law so they could arrest African Americans and lease them basically as slaves, except they, instead of being somebody's property, they were a rental item and were far more abused than they ever were under slavery. So what what did the media do? Uh, up north, they started publishing advertise, or, or articles about how crime or, or how criminal these blacks were and how there's a criminal tendency among black Americans. And so what happened to the north? Attitude towards blacks which there were still a lot of racism anyway, 
just got worse and they started thinking oh my goodness and they started becoming very scared and fearful of the black people instead of just looking down on them and and i say just but instead of just looking down on them and thinking oh well i'm better than them it became a fear thing and as a result i mean look 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 at what's happened i mean i think it's true that people tend to live up to the expectations but that's a perfect example of a group that was demonized and stigmatized by the media to reinforce a completely other agenda. Well, I, I will tell you this. If it, if it comes down to it, all these liberal pundits spitting out this hate, this hate towards the southern white man are going to have some major problems. Yeah, well, absolutely it uh, comes down to the uh, responsibility of the media. And I do believe that they have saturated our media with the English, the English-sounding broadcaster that's got the, you know, the British accent because it sounds so clever and so intelligent compared to the American accent. And people, you know, buy into this. I mean, it's wag the dog, man. I mean, a lot of these people seriously are, you know, they're led by the sound of somebody's voice. They sound intelligent, so therefore, you know, it must be true. And it comes down to questioning your government. You and I have spoken about this on many occasions. Sometimes you feel, I think, call me out on it if you don't think this, but sometimes I think you think I cross into conspiratorial lines. Now, with that, I just kind of feel that, you know, the conspiracy side of things gives you that level, you know, backboard. And I think people really need to be reaching out, you know, for that uh, questioning of the government. And don't let a government come around and tell you that you're a terrorist because you're questioning what they're doing. That's the whole essence of being an American. Oh, no, no, I, I agree with you 100%. And, and let me clarify when I say I don't like the conspiratorial stuff. I think that it's fine to question, but it's wrong when we, when we say uh, the theory, the conspiracy theory, as fact, as truth, because we don't know that. And if we're going to put something like that forward as truth, uh, we better have our, our facts backed up and lined up, you know, for, you know, for, for the good. So I, that's what I'm saying. I, I think we should always question our government. It's our duty as American citizens to always question the government. We should question, uh, question the government. The government has lied to us more than any person that I know. Any person, but the government lies more than any person I call my friend. When's the last time one of your friends lies to you every day? When's the last time one of your friends has no problem if you die? No. When's the last time one of your friends would throw you in a jail cell and lock the key away indefinitely in a secret prison and say, oh, oh we support you? Our friends wouldn't do that. The government is not our friend. And to me, the, the government right now is our enemy. That's, that's the reality. Our government is the enemy of us. They want to kill us. They want to enslave us. Hey. They're not my friend. They're my enemy. So, yes, I question everything, but I don't like to put uh, conspiratorial things up too much if it isn't uh, if, if it's not backed up. No, uh, agreed. I, you know, absolutely. You, you and I sit both. But, however, it's like look at the Sandy Hook. There's so many questions about what actually went down there that they're using this as a smoking gun, but you're not allowed to see any video footage of it. You're not allowed to know all the intimate details. You know, there, there's so many questions that, you know, but they're trying to use this as the smoking gun, but they're not allowing you to see the smoke from the gun. That's when I start to start questioning what's going on uh, in regards uh, to that. I, I want to bring something up here, and this is something that we, had, we, had, we saw before the show started. Jim Garrow, uh, who three years ago, he was nominated for a Nobel Pr- uh, Peace Prize for his work in saving the Chinese children's lives from pink murder from the governor. The, pink the governor. Pagoda. Yeah, Pink Pagoda. Um, he did a great job. He's, he's spent millions of dollars on his cause. He's, he's selflessly worked to save these children's lives. Girls. Yes, little girls in China. Not just children, little girls from being aborted. and Yeah, I mean, yeah obviously in, in China you can't have one more, uh, more than one uh, baby girl. Be careful, Ed Clay, because you're almost making the argument on the whole abortion issue. 
No, I'm not. But anyways, um, he said, I had a phone call from a fellow who said to me that Obama had killed more leaders of Islamic radicals than anyone yet. I reminded him that killing people with drones means that all intelligence could have gathered about those who would do us harm died with them rather conveniently. Killing by a drone merely ensures that we are not armed with appropriate information. And dead men don't tell lies. He had never seen it that way before. Another low-information Obama supporter got a reality check. That actually was not the post that I was looking for. I had thought it was. But uh, hold on one second because uh, I have to look for it. Well, you're talking about these poor little girls in um, China and we've often had the conversation on abortion. Um, I, you know, I, this is the where I land on it. I mean, I am Catholic. Catholics are not supposed to believe in abortion. Um, I don't believe that it's healthy for the mother. I definitely don't believe it's healthy for the baby when it, um, the whole outcome of it's mentally, physically, or spiritually. However, the same kind of government that tells you you must have a, an abortion is the same kind of government that tells you that you can't have an abortion. And you're talking here regarding the other side to my argument on and a government that tells you you must have an abortion. So we've got all these little girls that are being aborted, um, you know, by the Chinese government because they're only allowed to have one girl and one boy. Is that right? Or they can have two boys, but it, little girls are expendable. Yes. Well, rightfully so, because I can tell you right now, after ra- raising raising a young little female, uh, there's a reason why I think that male-dominated cultures would want to control females. Huh. I think that they are um, a very powerful entity. Right. So, with that said, yeah, here is what uh, here is what Doctor Jim Garrow said. He said, "I have just been informed by a former senior military leader." that Obama is using a new litmus test in determining who will stay and who must go in his military leaders. <clears throat> Get ready to explode, folks. The new litmus test of leadership in the military is if they will fire on United States citizens or not. Those who will not are now being removed. Which is, you know, you see it as a minus. I see it as, in a way, a plus because it goes ahead and gives our um, militia a way to go ahead and organize before all this comes down. It tells the, the American soldier where they stand with this federal government. And I would rather that amb- ambiguity be taken care of now than well into a civil war. And at least a lot of these people who do fight for the military, you know, get the chance to decipher where they come from. What well, they now, stand for. a lot of people are asking who the source is. And uh, the first thing he says, I can't I can't tell you, but you know the name and your your jaw would drop uh, if you heard it. Um, I would like a source. He obviously can't give the source, which. Uh, which I understand, you know, the, the question is going to be, do your, do your research on Jim Garrow, G-A-R-R-O-W, Jim Garrow, do your research on him. If you believe him, uh, you know, it, it's a, it's a frightening, scary thing. Uh, what does I it don't, say about it? What's that? What makes it frightening and scary? How many people would actually fire upon American citizens or... Well, yeah, of course. I mean, th- what makes it so scary is... Do we have any statistics from your article at all, what Jim Garrow says? No, about- he's saying that the way to pick... That the way they're picking military leadership right now is based on whether or not they say they will fire on American citizens. So... That's well, I can tell you right now that about half of what our military is would fire upon American citizens. I can get, I can tell you that right now. There are people that come to this country, get citizenship, and they do it via through our military in order to get citizenship. That right there should tell you a lot. Yeah, it, sh- it should. <laughs> It's a form of a social program, you know, to for people to buy into this. Their, their livelihood... When you're a soldier, your livelihood depends on your 
um, you know, vote on whether you're going to extend social programs or not. Part of social programs is gun control. Yeah, but, but here's the thing. The, the people that I know from the military, they would not file, fire on American citizens. They are on guard right now, and I have hope for this because I've heard from different sources that, that, that have said that, no, no, FBI, ATF have said they are not going to go and confiscate the weapons in America. They have said, absolutely not. We will quit our jobs. They are extremely worried by the actions of President Obama. And they're they're watching out and they are on guard right now. So I don't think that the uh, I, I don't think that it would be as easy or as popular as certain people would like to think. But here's what you have to understand. If they did go into a confiscation plan uh, in America, it would happen so fast and they would have it so planned out that we would have to be able to react immediately. They couldn't just announce, oh, we're going to go confiscate weapons and, you know, X, Y, Z. If they're going to do it and they are going to be taken over this country, it'll, it'll be done in a very calculated way. It'll be done very smart. This whole thing, where we're at right now in America, has been planned for a long time. And, you know, to think that it's happening overnight, it's happening overnight because people are just becoming aware of it. But it's been a 20, 30, 40-year plan. It has to do with the people that were part of the Weatherman Underground. Make no mistake, those people wanted to overthrow the United States government, put it into a communist, uh, you know, make, a, make us a communist country. They don't like capitalism. Those same people were Obama's mentors. Those same people taught Obama from an early age to hate America, to hate capitalism. That's all he heard day in, day out. America is bad. American imperialism is bad. Hold the black man down. Exactly. And that is the, that is what they have said. I mean, if you look at his professors, if you look at his mentors, if you look at who his dad is, all the signs are pointing uh, to, to the idea that we have an evil person, an anti-American person in the office of White House right now. That's the reality. And, you know, I, I was never a fan of Romney. I'm not like some kind of Republican Democrat basher here. I'm not doing that. I'm saying that Obama is a scary human being right now, and we, we need to watch out. Not that we need to do something irrational. We just need to hold tight to the guns. The American citizens need to hold tight to their Second Amendment and realize that we have it because of situations like this. All races. And then that's where they get us is that they try to do the racial divide, the political correctness that you and I were talking about last night. There's this huge political correctness that goes on. And as we as libertarians, the definition of a libertarian is to be left alone. Leave me the alone. Just leave me alone. And we make the worst politicians. We make the worst squeaky wheel because we just really want to be left alone. But silently it lay... And I think that the government is certainly uh, misgaging how big it is. They're saying there's at least 300 million guns that are floating in within the United States. But I did read an article the other day that suggested the amount of guns that were purchased since the Sandy Hook was enough to arm the Chinese army as well as the North Korean army yeah, in the United States alone. Yeah, I think it's uh, around 3 million that's been been purchased in the last uh, month. So now we're arming up. The American citizens are arming up uh, to rise up if, if the government tries to take these weapons. They're, they're extremely well, well armed. You got about 300 million new guns out there, and I bet you a lot of those guns are assault rifles. Uh, assault rifles, make no mistake, they are killing machines. They are meant to kill human beings. No doubt about it. That's, that's the thing. That they are a combat weapon. We need a combat weapon for something like that. We don't need a handgun. I don't want it's like taking a knife to a gunfight. I'm not taking a handgun to an assault <laughs> weapon fight. That's stupid. Right. Yeah. Uh, they, they don't want you. The, anytime the federal government doesn't want you to have a gun, it's not that they don't want you to have the gun against each other. It's the gun they don't want you to have when they come knocking on your door. And yes. that's where the... Yeah, that's what uh, they don't get. That's what people don't get. Wake up. Wake up. Yeah, right, right, right. I mean, you know, the government's your friend. I mean, it's your nanny. It's your mom. It's your dad. However it's been sold to you, the bill of goods, whatever's put you on that plantation, you know, that, that, those are the, the rose-colored glasses that you see from. 
And uh, I definitely think that the American populace has got a pair of uh, rose-colored glasses on. They don't. They they either choose not to see. They don't want to see it coming. Kind of like cancer. People that don't go to the doctor because they don't want to really find out. You know, it's almost kind of like it's that sort of syndrome. But now, what about the litmus test that is going on in the government regarding uh, like the generals and stuff? We talked a little bit about that. Um, I do find that a very interesting topic. Uh, Obama's going to come through and find out who's going to fire uh, on American citizens and use that as his, you know, grounds into keeping somebody in the federal government. And that is so hugely where the state government should be separating itself. But then you look at the inauguration that has Alexander, you know, up there in every photo op and whatnot, pushing the Republican side uh, to this agenda. People have stopped and they think that this is Florida versus Alabama or UT versus, you know, you know, Florida. They see this as some sort of football game when they really need to stop and look and see who their players are and what game are they really truly playing here. Well, and the, the, the game, uh, I don't think they're playing a very smart game at this point, the last couple of weeks. Because I think what you've seen, th- this is what you're seeing right now. You're seeing a group of liberals, true liberals, who have been wanting gun control and gun confiscation forever. Now, they've been acting a different way. Well, now they taste blood, and they're going in for the kill, but they're, but they're doing it in, in the wrong way. It's an irrational way. It's a knee-jerk reaction. And they're saying, blame the Southern white man. They're saying uh, those people are a fringe group. Gun owners are fringe groups. They're saying the NRA uh, is likened to Nazis. They're saying these things. They're attacking a large group. See, they're not just attacking the NRA. That's what they need to realize. They're not just attacking attacking the NRA. They're attacking every single gun-owning American out there that knows that they're not a fringe group, that knows they're not part of this crazy right-wing faction, that knows that they're not for racism like the Nazis were. They are normal American citizens, and they're messing with the wrong people. They're attacking the wrong people. And I'm going to laugh at them when all this is over and say, you know what, you could have had your gun control probably if you would have kept your mouth shut. (laughs) But instead, you had to go awaken people to the idea. And you better believe that when all is said and done, if our side wins, the history books are going to say how Obama and the Congress came to take our guns to enslave us as American citizens. And we're never going to let anybody forget this. We're going to make sure there's no... ambiguity when it comes to what the second amendment means and why we have it the second amendment is put in place to rise up against tyrants it could happen at any moment you should always be on guard when they go to take your weapons that's when you're going to need them but you're not going to need them until then always have your weapons always have your weapons a tyrant could come at any time that is why we have the second amendment and if we forget about it we're the idiots which is really amazing when you start to look at our populace in this country and the types of people that actually make up our population. You look at the Jews. I mean, the Jews are in control of, the, of most of our media. And these are the same people who were led to slaughterhouses. Now, maybe the ones that are still running, controlling things in the United States, maybe those were the Jews that were over here and didn't live through, you know, World War, you know, whatever with Hitler. Um, so it's like, you know, what about the the people who are black in this society who had the white man pointing a gun at them and a whip and whatnot? If they are so true believers in freedom, where are they against this uh, government putting a gun to people's heads and telling them, dictating, you know, what they can and cannot do? So, you know, valid point. But anyway, uh, Ed, good to see you. It's, good to see you, Melanie. It's always good to get it off your chest, isn't it? <laughs> well, that whole uh, blame whitey thing, I- I'm tired of, I'm tired of the, the, the white people white man being discriminated against i'm tired of us getting the getting the you know being the i don't know the soccer ball of political conversation and you know everybody else has rights but us and i'm i'm sick of it 
I'm tired of these idiots, you know, blaming the white man, the southern white man, who are the most law-abiding citizens in America and who are the most patriotic and who believe in the Constitution more than anyone else. No, I think they're sick. I think they're sick and disgusting and vile human beings. And, you know, whatever happens to them, the ones that are really trying to take our weapons, the ones that really want to, to call us these racist fringe lunatics, whatever happens to them, I don't care about. I care about the rest of Americans. I don't care about these these idiots that are trying to... I look at that guy trying to kill me. He's trying to enslave me. He's trying to enslave my family. He's trying to enslave my kids. And he's scum. And if he died tomorrow, I would not care. Which any guy? of these idiots, whoever that senator from New York was that said that it's a southern white man's problem for this bullshit that's going on right now. I'm, I'm sick of Charlie these guys. Rangel? I'm tired of them. Yes. It was that Charlie Rangel idiot. Who they found like a lot of money in his freezer. <laughs> like he's, he's, a dirt, he's, he's a scumbag just like all yeah, of them. They need to get out of our country. They need to get out of our politics. They need to stop trying to tell people what to do. Mind their own business like we've done for all these years and move on. Amen. You've been listening to the Freedom Cartel. story told a thousand years ago that the oppressed will break the shackles that take control the city's gonna burn the world is gonna turn you read about it all the time